Scott and Paul show. Don't even do numbers anymore. Scott, how's it going? It's doing great, man. Okay. Well, not as good as Nintendo because apparently the NES or NES, as I was just told that that is the official title now, the Classic Mini was the top-selling console across North America in June 2018, according to the NPD Group. Uh, okay, problem with this. That's not a console, is it, Scott? I mean, in the strictest technical sense, I guess so. It's a plug-and-play kit. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's not really a console. It's a plug-and-play. It's a fancy $60 plug-and-play like the Pac-Man $20 plug-and-plays. It just happens to come with an HDMI cable instead of stupid composite. But, um, just think if they would have made more than whatever it was they made. It could have been the best-selling video game item for like six months. Yeah, um... Compared to the previous June, this is a 52% increase in sales. It made, um, let's see, the resurgence of this device impacted the wider market with hardware sales across all platforms totaling $350 million. Actually, right now, if you go to Best Buy, you can actually pick up a Super Nintendo and a NES Mini. And, um, same thing for Amazon. I don't know about Walmart. I don't know if you can actually just go to Best Buy right now and pick one up. But, if you go online, you can actually go ahead and order one right now. So that's actually a hell of an improvement. Yes, it's much better than it was. I'll grab one eventually. We have the Super Nintendo one, and I mean, we play it a little bit. It's fun. Um, cause it's got a lot of really good Super Nintendo games on it. It's really nice to play some of those specific games without having to go through a bunch of bullshit setting up Raspberry Pi or waiting on Raspberry Pi or, you know, sitting on your couch playing it on your big screen rather than sitting in front of a laptop or something. Just think if you could play all these games on your Switch. Just think. Wouldn't that be amazing? You could then you could play them on your television, or dare I say, on the go. Yes, and just think, Nintendo fans would be stupid enough to buy them again. Just think, if you have a portable console that has games that specialize in being short bursts of fun to populate a marketplace with. Wow. I only knew of some software that would fill that role. If only there was a company that would specialize in making games that were handheld devices that you could take with you. And, yes. And you could play it on your television set. Dare say a market leader in handheld gaming, if we had one of those. For the last 25, 30 years. Damn. Uh, 29 years. <laughs> <laughs> Since 1989 or 88, whatever Game Boy came out, I believe it was 89. Yeah, Nintendo. Uh, we'll see. 
But I'm that stupid fanboy that'll buy that shit when they make it available. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll bitch about it for the next year, and it's like, oh, fine, I can buy Mario Brothers again. Even though there's like five different cartridges with it. Um, six if you count Mario All-Stars. I do not have Mario All-Stars for Wii. Super Mario All-Stars and Mario World was like the best collaboration between those two. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. You know that was all on one cartridge on Super Nintendo. Yes. I. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, it was, why they did not release that version with this, I don't know. Yeah, Mario World plus Super Mario All-Stars. That was a kick-ass cartridge. Yes. Best thing Nintendo released that era. <sighs> Instead, you get the uh, the shitty original versions. Yeah. And we're, going that- to, and we're going to give you a half-finished <laughs> Star Fox 2. <laughs> yeah. You know how great that would have been if they just would have just, like, finished production? I mean, look how big of a hit the regular Nintendo Classic was. Seriously, put a little bit of resources into finishing that game. Come on. Well, they didn't even finish the UI for Nintendo Classic. No. I mean, how hard would it have been? Start, select, you bring up your UI. Hey, do you want to go back five seconds, ten seconds, fifteen seconds? The next selection would be, okay, there's your save state anywhere. Then go down, main menu. Not hard. But no, no there's some type of convoluted crap that you have to do to go to the, the uh, rewind. And then you can't even do that in every game. There's some other type of crap going on there. So, Nintendo, they just cannot do a Kenny Omega 7-star match, can they? No, they, they, they cannot. Have, they have to screw it up somewhere. You know, when you... Save materials by using a three-foot cord. <laughs> you could probably afford to put a menu button on the back of the controller between the start and select button or above them or something. <laughs> so you don't have to use combo presses. Uh, well. I mean, the systems are fun. Don't get me wrong. But they're just... There's certain oversights that a multi-billion dollar company or multi-million, whatever they make... Or whatever their revenue is. But anyways, there's certain oversights that are inexcusable when there's homebrew UIs made by nerds in their basement, which I love nerds in the basement, that fulfill or surpass that role. There's there's something wrong with that. Hey, it's one, crazy they can make such great games, but when yeah. it comes to user interfaces, they're a little off. If it wasn't for nerds in the basement jailbreaking, there wouldn't be a lot of stuff that the iPhone wouldn't have. So, I mean, come on. Yeah. So it, it home brewing has its advantages. It also has its disadvantages too, because you know that's why Splatoon is broken now. But yeah. Moving <sighs> on from, I highly recommend you buy one. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not buying one till they fix till they fix the UI. <laughs> but, buy it. Well, see, the thing is, I really want that arcade up one. What was the name of that? The arcade cabinet? Oh. Arcade uh, one up? 
Something like that. Yes. That's what I want. But, um. Uh, Pretty cool. Yes. Is that what it was called? Let me scroll Arcade back here. One up. Yeah, it's not in the Skype. It's in the, um. It's in text. It's on your phone, yeah. Yeah. But in the meantime, uh, there is going to be an E3 Direct 2.0, basically. The next Direct will be on August 8th, 2018, at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's going to be nothing but Super Smash Brothers. So if you didn't get your 20-minute fill at E3, you're going to get more Smash Brothers. I don't know what else they can talk about for another 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes, but they're going to talk about it. Maybe there'll be some new character reveals. Or they'll walk out and say, we fucked up. We are sorry about Bayonetta at Evo. <laughs> yeah. We, we are going to fix this. Yeah. We know that she was unbalanced with all the combo links uh, on Wii U. So it's not going to be that way on Ultimate. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a competitive Smash player by any stretch. I'm a very, very, very casual Smash player. And... uh I mean, I played with Bayonetta, but I didn't really delve into playing with Bayonetta because I played with Ryu and you don't cheat, Link. Well, I didn't know that I could cheat with Bayonetta, but I may have to try that now. Well, she's overpowered, apparently. Well, I think it's funny that the two guys that made it to the finals <laughs> basically refused to fight until they were threatened to be disqualified, <laughs> and then they flipped the crowd off. But then they were sissies and they freaking uh, apologized. It's like, don't apologize. Don't apologize. If you're going to play the heel, play the heel. Yeah. They should have just got up and did the whole too sweet thing and walked out. <laughs> or toward everybody to suck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, just cover all your bases from the attitude era. Yeah. Um, look, I think... I think we both have already pre-ordered Smash Brothers, but I, you know, I really don't need to see anything else. No, nope. I'm gonna if it, if they don't change anything, I'll have it just so I can have it on the go, conveniently. Yeah, I mean, there's this like, what else are you gonna show? It's Smash Brothers. Well, I mean, hopefully they maybe reveal a new character that's balanced. Or maybe a new gameplay mode or something. Are you going maybe to... some new stages, new music, I don't know. Cranky Kong. <laughs> Cranky Kong, he's going <laughs> like to hit the you with the game. Awards, the big Spike TV Video Game Awards announcement of, Nintendo's got an exciting announcement for our flailing Wii U. Cranky Kong. Cranky Kong. That's exactly yeah. what we needed. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Well... So the whole thing about rebuying Smash Brothers is kind of a pain. I'll only give Nintendo a pass on this for the sheer fact that I'm sure when they released Smash Brothers for the Wii U, they weren't expecting the Wii U to never increase its sales. They were probably figuring on Mario Kart and Smash to save it. And then I would, I'm sure that when sales didn't improve, that's when they kind of started fast tracking Wii or Switch development. 
Maybe they'll spend 35 minutes talking about all the amiibos that you can get for it now. Do you think this time your amiibos will actually do something other than fight each other? Because really, that's so freaking awesome, just watching them fight each other. Yeah, I mean, like, we, we trained up some amiibos because my kids were, well, six and seven when that came out. So for them, they thought that was pretty cool to train them up and then watch them fight or to fight against them. I just don't see how, I don't know. Maybe it's just not meant for us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to watch From a collector's point of view, yeah, but. Yeah, that's fine if you see it. I mean, look, I have like a, a couple of Nevos, but I don't want to sit there and watch them fight each other. What the hell so fun about that? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to make them like multi-game DLC, uh, at least make it to where your amiibo can do more than one function. On like Smash Brothers, you if, when you use it, the data is written to the amiibo, and or the amiibo whatever wherever it's written to, you can't utilize that amiibo like that file is locked to it and that's it. Yeah, I mean, if you're playing in a tournament mode, you gotta like it if there's another game that has a similar type of yeah. writing function. If I'm playing in a tournament mode or something in a game, the first thing I can do if I have the option, I'm going to skip when two computers, CPUs, go fight each other. So send that game. Yeah. Why, why do I want to watch my... That's stupid. Yeah, I mean, there is something to be said for the playing against them rather than max-level computer players. They are characters, or in whatever, computer-controlled opponents. But they do play off of your style and they can be really competitive so like if you do like an eight player smash with them it's not that bad but it's still not that big appeal if i can let it play in the background and build up so my character is maxed out so when i play sure yeah it's kind of like farming my character online character out to some kid in korea so when i get on and play i'm awesome so i don't have to go out there and buy a bunch of loot crate crap that's fine but no, I'm not getting that. I'm standing there, you know, eating Cheez-Its and watching my character play. That's stupid. Yeah. Now, if it would have also, like, maybe unlocked some alternate colors or something, fine. Whatever. Yeah, that's fine. You know, some something. So, I mean, but, you know, I think Amiibos are all right, but I like them from the collector's standpoint for the most part. I mean, I, I like the idea. I think we've talked about in a few other podcasts that it's cool that you can have small amounts of DLC with multiple games with that one physical object. DLC that would probably add up to a couple dollars a piece across those games. So you're probably breaking even or maybe even coming out ahead using an Amiibo if you're going to buy a lot of Nintendo-branded games that use them. Yeah, I mean, if you're given the option, you can either buy the Amiibo... Or just buy it straight from the store, I'd be fine. Because sometimes it's kind of hard to yes. get the amiibo. And I would yeah, just be, that was a pain. I would just be happy if if you buy the amiibo, it's the same price, but you pay an extra five dollars for it. Yeah, because you're buying a physical item. Well, it's like the shovel knight amiibo. Thankfully, it didn't go like rare, but I do recall some chatter about some availability issues. Um, like the first week or something. But the big complaint was the people that did not want to buy 
clutter for their house to access the two player mode on Shovel Knight. Mm. Which yeah. is understandable. You know. That's true. Yeah. And then and I understand that even though I'm, you know, anti all digital world, but whatever. Yeah. Well so. some of the bayonetas kind of difficult to get. Some of a lot of the old ones are difficult to get. So but they're gonna reissue some of them once for yeah, I managed to snag up the bayonetas. I got one of them, but I think mine's import. Can't remember. I like the import packaging on some of them better. Yeah. No, I didn't King get the import. Did he? Did he? Or whatever he is from uh, Kirby. Yeah. Yeah. Did he? Did he? He. Um. His package was pretty cool because he was. We couldn't get him at the beginning, and I had a four-year-old at the time, and. I said he was six earlier, but he was actually four when I came out. Four or five. Anyways, he was real big about wanting that character, and that was the only Amiibo he was even interested in. So I ordered that one from Japan. Yeah. Uh, well, let's go ahead and finish off the game news. What arcade news do you have, Scott? Okay, it's more like a brief reviews of a couple games I hadn't gotten to play. Uh, for one... I have to say I was extremely disappointed when I saw an Alien Covenant arcade game and thought there was a new uh, shooter game. And instead, it was just Alien Covenant artwork on Alien Extermination, or Aliens Extermination. So it was kind of lame. So, And that cabinet didn't even have the pulse rifles. It had, like, M16s. And then I really had played the game before, but I never paid much attention to the Troopers the Colonial Marines that rent a game, but they are using M16s, and there's an APC that looks like a modern APC rather than the movie APC. And it's like if you take time to model the <laughs> some of these things, why didn't you just model the movie versions? That's just kind of crazy to me. So, I mean, gameplay wise, it's actually a pretty fun game. It's not a light gun game; it's a motion sensor game, like a Wii control. Like Jurassic Park, Terminator Salvation, that that type of game. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's actually really fun. But as a huge Alien fanboy, if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, it just kind of sucks that you don't have the pulse rifles and stuff like that. I mean, there were smart guns and flamethrowers. I'd have to look again to see how accurate they are. And then there was like a modern grenade launchers, things like that. But still fun game. Still really good. Just kind of nitpicking there that's one of the better games from that genre out which Terminator Salvation and Jurassic Park are pretty good too uh, I played the Ghostbusters cabinet which is one of the coolest sit down cabinets I've ever seen it's it is awesome unfortunately the one we sat down in had muffled audio because there's something wrong with the speakers so that probably hurt the experience um, but you have your your proton pack, gun, whatever in your, when you sit down, and you're shooting at the ghost and stuff, but it just seems a little too slow paced for the, and it's 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 built off the exact same genre as the Aliens and the Terminator games I was talking about earlier so, but it's just it's bright and colorful in that Ghostbusters ghost way but it's not really it's just not that good, it's just okay it's worth trying out once. Uh, the fight with the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was kind of cool, but I mean, it just didn't 
I was shocked that we didn't drop another set of credits into it. We were Dave and Busters. And then I played Luigi's Mansion, finally. And they really reused some resources from the GameCube game. There's no doubt whatsoever. Uh, but it plays around the uh, general storyline of the original GameCube game. Uh, just kind of, you got a little different perspective of the rooms than what you got in the game. But, man, that game is really fun. Uh, one of the big things in the original GameCube game was to get in, to give some difficulty to sucking the ghost up. <laughs> <laughs> Not off, but up into the little vacuum that he uses. Uh, what you had to do was the ones that had higher health, they would run left. So you would have to swing your, your joystick right. And vice versa, and up, down, and all that stuff. So when you're doing that with your big prop, that's pretty fun. So, but you aim and and operate it just like the aliens game and all that. But you have a stun button on top that strobes the ghost and makes them vulnerable to getting captured. And it's just the it was it was pretty good. The boss fight was fun that we got to. Uh, we ended up getting our asses kicked though, but. The Luigi's Mansion, definitely like a 8 or a 9. Aliens, a 7 or an 8. Ghostbusters, 6, 5, probably 5. Uh, Star Wars Battle Pod? Yes, Star Wars Battle Pod. Uh, that game is pretty epic, but like in an afterburner sort of way. It's like a modern afterburner. It uses a big DLP projector, and you get inside this big battle pod. You sit down the seat, and there's a throttle, and then there's a joystick. Joystick has two buttons on it, and there's a wraparound projector screen that the, the projector plays the game on for you. And you, you're kind of like 80% on rails, but you can kind of maneuver a little bit. But you can't really fly in like the opposite direction or anything. And actually, that hurt the game, in my opinion. But for what they did as a quick, fun arcade experience, they did an awesome job with it. Gameplay-wise, I would say, well, awesome might be too strong a word, but I'd give it a solid 8. As a whole product, fuck that bullshit. <laughs> because what happens is you have like six missions you can pick from. So you pick a mission, you beat a mission, and guess what you got to do after you beat the mission? Come on, guess. Start back over? No, you gotta put more credits in to play another mission. Oh. <laughs> like, I didn't fucking die. I didn't die, you son of a bitch. What the hell? So, you know, I could see if you freaking crap out, or maybe even make it where you carry health over from one movie scene to the next, even though it'd be kind of weird and another. That would be acceptable, though. You know, carry health over from one life. Um,. <laughs> You know, or some sort of time limit. I don't know, but I, I was irate when I beat the Yavin mission and then selected, tried to select the Hoth mission, and it was like, insert one credit. I was like, bullcrap. Because not only is that machine um, expensive on the credits you got to put into it, because most games at Dave & Buster's are 6.8 or 9.9 credits or points or whatever points is what they use and that game was like 15.5 per play was it an ea game i did not even see who manufactured it 
Um, it's a cool experience, but it's expensive. And if you look up the retail price of that machine, it's like $35,000, which is also bullshit because there's no way there's that much hardware and software in that. $10,000 is pushing it, in my opinion. But I guess they know that that's one of those things that as long as it works, it'll continue revenue for a long time. Yeah, but especially every level you got to pay. I mean, that projector could – I mean, it's a DLP projector. Is there something I'm not knowing about maybe the wraparound view that it gives you? Because it is kind of cool, like, looking up and left and right and stuff. But, yeah, gameplay-wise, pretty good. Overall package, you know, fuck whoever made that bullshit. <laughs> Out of the pay of credit, you have not fucking died is fucking horseshit. But other than that, it was great. <laughs> uh, and the new Rampage arcade game. Holy cow, I look over at this uh, big, beautiful machine with this giant joystick and this big fat button for me to beat the hell out of the play and beat the game or beat on buildings and eat people and all that stuff. Sounds pretty good, right? Is it rocking? You know, I didn't see him. I don't even even recall seeing the rock on the artwork, but I'd have to look again. Dude, this game was gigantic. Like, I was like, holy cow, look at how huge this arcade cabinet is. It's like freaking seven or eight feet tall, giant screen, a big, uh, big, uh, whatever cabinet for your joysticks. You know, so of course I have two boys old enough to play that kind of stuff. So it's awesome. There's three characters, right? So we go up and we put our credits in. I'm like, all right. And I see the city and I'm like, all right, we're going to get in here. And me and Lizzie and Ralph and George are going to smash some shit. So it kind of reminds you of walking up, seeing the old Primer Rage arcade cabinet. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah, that, that definitely is, yeah, just like five times as large. So, we start playing, right? I start like smashing some stuff, and I'm on the side of the building, I'm pounding it, pounding it, pounding it. So I'm on the left side of the building, and I press right on the joystick, and guess what happens? Not jack shit. You cannot climb on top of the buildings or on the front of the buildings. That's not Rampage. (laughs) So what do you do? You can only climb on the sides of the buildings. You can smash the buildings just the same, but you can only climb on the sides. Uh, Even the... I mean, seriously? Maybe you didn't put enough quarters in it. Apparently. On the flip side, it's still pretty fun. And hectic. And it didn't actually feel as cheap as some of the more recent Rampage games. Uh, I believe it was Total Destruction. Fun game. Especially with kids, but definitely on the cheap side. And it also has the built-in ticket function, which Dave and Buster's, your card saves your tickets yard, which a lot of the game, I think all the games do that to a degree. But like you have a chance of collecting a thousand tickets if you collect enough of these little radioactive looking vials, whatever it was in the movie that caused the, the mutations. So, and it wasn't like overly priced. I believe it was still 6.8. It might have been 9.9. But either way, fun game, but missing a huge piece of the puzzle by not letting you climb on the front of the buildings or get on top of them. And I believe that was all of the arcade games I played. You didn't play Halo? Oh, I wanted to so bad, and I ran out of freaking... Just don't even ask how much money we spent Saturday. Just, Just don't. There was a water park. There was food. There was a two-hour drive. There was Dave and Buster's. There was a tip. There was three power-up car or three 
whatever the name of their cards are. It was uh, so much money. But either way, um, yeah, I read 125 points is what I had on my card because we just did the $20 cards with the power-up thing, so it was like $25 total. And Star Wars ate up 30 of those because I was dumb enough to swipe it twice. Oh, Scott. I know. And if you... Well, yeah, and here's the thing is, is that 20 some dollar card, I, six times. It, it's, it's not quite enough to, I think it might just be enough to beat the game if you can beat all the missions in one sitting. I think they, um, I forgot who did the review, was it? Uh, Xbox Unlocked. IGN Unlocked. Yeah, it's the Xbox crew. I think they said that they had four players playing Fireteam Raven, and if you want to beat the entire game with four players, it cost about $60. Wow. It looked very, very cool. And that was definitely the largest arcade setup I've ever seen. Yeah, it's it's gigantic. I think it's it's like a hundred and forty, hundred sixty inch four K screen. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it was a beautiful piece of hardware. I did. I haven't even googled what the hell that cost. <laughs> if Battle Pod's thirty five thousand dollars, that game's sixty. Yeah, and it's uh, they said that if if it's one player, it's easier to play because the AI will will help you out, so it kind of scales down. But oh got, yeah. But if you got like four players, you know, you, you, your player, your buddies better be good. What's the name of the game again? Fire Team Raven. Fire Team Raven. Yeah. Let's see how much that bad boy costs to buy. Well, I'm gonna tell you, it looked awesome, and we go to Dave and Buster's like once a year. So the next time I go, I will be take 60, trying that one. Take sixty dollars with you. Yeah. They have definitely found a niche in arcade gaming that you can't quite get at home. Well, not in America. In Japan, you can get it. 130-inch 4K screen. I was almost right. $70,000. Force feedback seat, 170-inch. Holy shnikey. 9.9 feet tall, 11 point... Or 9... Feet nine inches tall, eleven feet four inches wide, nine feet nine inches deep, three thousand sixty pound weight. Wow! <laughs> I don't know if that includes the pallets because this is may, the shipping dimensions. It may have include the pallet weight, which would be a couple hundred pounds. So it's still gonna be like twenty seven, twenty hundred pounds, twenty five minimum. Um, Seventy thousand freaking dollars. Holy cow. But, I mean, it looks awesome. I just didn't get a chance to play it. Or for $300, you can get an RK-1 Up Street Fighter 2 machine. It's four feet tall, around 60 I will, pounds. I will own a Street Fighter cabinet. I don't know if it's going to be original or that thing, but I will own one. I'll say it probably be this one. Comes with three games, Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition. Champion Edition, sorry. Street Fighter 2, The New Challengers, and Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Comes with an upgrade to 17-inch color LCD screen, authentic arcade controls, commercial-grade construction, original 
Quirk coinless operation. Owner can adjust the volume on screen game select menu and it plugs into an AC outlet. Yeah, and what sucks is I still did not get to play Mario Kart Arcade. Did it have Mario Kart VR? Or just arcade? Just the arcade, whatever it's called. Um, the They only had the two-player cabinet, too. They didn't have the the four-player one. I don't know if they get any bigger than that, but I've seen the one with just four players. Holy shit, Star Wars Battle Pod. I said 35,000. Kotaku's saying 98,000. Hmm. No, it's 35,000. The premium version is 100,000. I have no idea what the hell that means. The premium version has a Rebel Pilot helmet and Darth Vader. Um, that The premium version has movable seats covered with real leather, exclusive carpeting, and especially bound owner's manual. And each cabinet is numbered and blazoned with the owner's name on a plaque. So... That's neat. I'd like to see a picture of that, I guess. That is probably not the one I played. No, it is not. Okay, here it is. The premium versions are... One is designed to look like a Rebel helmet, and the other is designed to look like Vader. And then you have the basic version, so... It's pretty cool. But not anything that I'll ever buy. No. Just get the Street Fighter 2 cabinet. Yeah. Well, two more pieces of business and then we'll be out. Uh, the Venom trailer, second one hit. What do you think, Scott? First one we were kind of meh about. Second one, how you feel now? You think the bank would give me a loan to buy with this Darth Vader version? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> okay, anyways, on to the Venom trailer. Well, I'm just dreaming about having Darth Vader's Star Wars Battle Arcade. Um, that trailer looked a lot better than the first one, and I like the biggest thing I liked was uh, the the conflict with Eddie Brock and Venom. But then, what's the line? Eddie Brock sounds like he's kind of this power isn't all bad. Is that what he says? Yeah, this power, something like that. It's he's basically getting that. pulled into the dark side. He's getting seduced by his power. I th- I, as long as we get some villainous traits out of Brock himself, I mean he's a, he he was an anti-hero in the nineties. This is yeah, this is the way it was. So we can only as hurt long as we, bad people. Yeah, yeah, I could see if he starts like that, you know. Yeah. But I hope at some point he goes the other way, which it does appear to do so when he eats the helpless guy in the uh, grocery store. Or, Whatever it is, gas station. That was a Chinese store, wasn't it? Chinese. Chinese grocery, grocery store shop. or whatever. Yeah. So, um, I need to look up what kind of motorcycle it is because it was pretty cool looking. Um, but I mean, Tom Hardy's a pretty good actor. You know, he does what he can with the roles he gets. And, um, I really think that. This might be a good Marvel movie again. No, it's not Marvel. It's just Sony. I, I I didn't mean Marvel Studios. I meant with the Marvel characters. Yeah. Again, this is not tied to the MCU. This is its own thing. Yeah. 
interesting to see what happens. I really like when Venom talks. I think they definitely nailed that. Like, it worked for me. The animation, the voice, everything. Yeah. Uh, he seems extremely threatening. Yeah. Tom McFarland put a little video up about his his thoughts on it. He's like, hey, looks great, looks good. and But he gave a few critiques on what they should have done with the face. And uh, he was right. He's 100% right about what they should have done. They screwed up the eyes and the teeth are not correct, but they would have done what Todd would have, would have done it. It would have been perfect, but eh, we'll see how it goes. There was a. It's more correct if they get the story right and get the heart of the character right. So we'll yeah, see. I can handle the eyes and teeth as they are. Um, as long as, like you said, they get the character right, which is something that I just don't get why people who write for a living don't understand about the properties they're working with. Of course, he's a symbiote. He can change, so he can always just fix it. Yeah. It's CGI. You can fix it anytime. That is correct. Well, I, I, I will go see it in theaters based on that trailer. I will not leave the house. But... It, <laughs> that's just you. That's just <laughs> that's, you. It has to be something epic like... Um, I didn't go see Homecoming, but I had to leave the house that day. But um, Infinity War, I left for that, but it took 10 years. I, was, I had to go do that. What was the last thing I saw? Infinity War, yeah. I can't think of anything else that's coming out that's going to make me leave the house. The Meg. That's what I'm going to go see this next weekend. The Meg? What the heck is that? The big shark movie with Jason Statham. You haven't seen the trailer for that? No, I saw something about Ghost Shark. But I <laughs> yeah, I, I saw something about Ghost Shark too. But anyways, <laughs> The Mag is a novel by Steve Alton. Um, I read the novels years ago. And they're pretty good books. I mean, they get a little ludicrous. It, the ending of the first book was ludicrous, and it definitely fits Statham, Jason Statham being involved in the project. But it looks like they've taken what's a pretty solid novel and turned it into a Jason Statham stunt vehicle. Oh, okay. But since it's versus a giant megalodon shark, I'm totally fine with that. Okay. Well. As a guy who can't hardly stomach Jason Statham movies, I am going to actually go pay to see one. And it's not that I dislike Jason Statham. I just hate what directors and writers feel they have to do with Jason Statham. Oh, okay. It's always that same stupid, dumb flavor. And it's just like, uh Ever since Transporter, which is a great movie, the first one. Even if it is ludicrous when he deflects the rocket-propelled grenade with the with the serving dish or whatever. My, uh, whatever. My, my understanding is, since you're talking about stunts, the new Mission Impossible is... Stunts are more realistic in this one compared to some of the other ones. Oh, man, I really want to go see that. And I was thinking about doubling up this week, but we spent $75 <laughs> just on those point cards at Dave & Buster's. Before, I spent like freaking $60 on a meal and then tipped the waitress. So, Ooh, what'd you tip her with? A debit card. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then my dumbass calculated <laughs> the total cost of the meal plus the cards and wrote it down and was like it was too late 
So my bill came out to $148 a change. I about puked. Oh, good Lord, dude. You should have skated for some of your Dave and Buster points and totally asked if you want to go play Star Wars. We need to yeah. die. Well, that's not including the water park and everything else. I We dropped like four or $500 that day. Man, you could have bought the arcade machine for that. And you could have had... You could I could have maybe found a used Street Fighter 1 cabinet for that. You could have had endless fun every day. You could have invited Dan to your house. He would actually come over to play. Well, I put $75 in gas in the Suburban before we left. I can imagine. $87 to... Uh, it actually gets decent mileage for being an 8,000 pound vehicle or almost nine actually. Um, we did, we, we did that. The water park was 80 some dollars and that was a freaking nasty mess. I hate water parks. I actually hate them. There was people popping blackheads and zits. This couple in the line we were in for an hour and a half. I stood back and let like five or six groups of people go ahead of me. Before I went down the slide, I was like, and then I was ready to go. I was just like, I guys, it was just, it was absolutely disgusting. I don't know what was wrong with those two people. But anyways, they, they got done picking over each other and it was, I got away from it. It was great. But yeah, and then food in the park and locker rentals. Yeah, we freaking dropped some cash. Freaking sucked. So I wanted to stay home that weekend. Thank God. Because we run every weekend. I think I watched New Japan. It was good. Uh, speaking of good or maybe bad, uh, Patrick Stewart put this up on his Twitter. It is an unexpected but delightful surprise to find myself excited and invigorated to be returning to Jean-Luc Picard and to explore new dimensions within him. Read my full statement in the photo. Hashtag Star Trek at, here's the problem. CBS All Access. So, um, he's coming back as Jean-Luc Picard and apparently is going to be on, of course, CBS's Netflix bullshit. So you're going to have to pay for it. Maybe they'll do like the 30-day thing like YouTube Red, like I did with uh, Cobra Kai. Yeah. Except YouTube got me because I forgot to cancel, so they got my $10. <laughs> yeah, that's what they <laughs> I, was hoped so, for. I was so mad when I flipped my phone up and saw it. I was like, damn it, I forgot to cancel that. They knew they had me, the bastards. So. Well, I guess maybe I can do the... See, I watched like the first episode or two of the, um, the new series, Star Trek. I'm sorry, Siri. I was talking to you. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yes. And it was, uh, it was good. I just never finished it. Yeah, I haven't watched it or, and I did not watch the one with, um, Scott Bakula. I think I've seen like one episode of that show and it's not that it was bad. I just, I don't, I don't really carry cable, so it's hard for me to catch some of that stuff unless it pops up on Netflix. Actually, I think it was the first two or three episodes somehow. And I just, you know, I'm not paying for it. So. Yeah. Uh, maybe, I think they're all up there now, so the old season's finished. So. Uh, 
We'll see. Maybe I can just do a binge. Now, Cobra Kai, I felt like I got my $10 worth for sure. Yeah. Well, that's a good, that's a good series. Problem with the Star Trek, though, it wasn't all up there at once. They didn't do a Netflix deal. Yeah, they spread it out. Yeah. So basically, fuck that shit and sign up for uh, YouTube Red and then remember to cancel and watch Cobra Kai. Did we do a Cobra Kai review? No, I never watched it. I can give you a real quick one. It gets better every episode from episode one to the last. I watched the first two. So. And they do... The the acting is pretty good for the most part. There's there's some good humor. There's some goofy humor. Uh, I There's some character development. I mean, it was... It was pretty good. It was really pretty good. And they play on your nostalgia a good bit, don't get me wrong. But like it wasn't always like in your face nostalgia. So it was it was good. I highly recommend it. Yeah, first two episodes were good. It was a little long winded, but it was good. Yeah, it's something they probably could have wrapped up in like seven or eight episodes really, but it was like ten episodes long. But man, the last like two episodes especially were really good. I mean you really hate Johnny. By the second episode. Especially if you're broke like we are. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on the whole Daniel LaRusso was the villain bandwagon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just glad I showed my son uh, the original Karate Kid. The first two. We watched the first two. The two watchable ones. The good one and then the one that's watchable. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really think you need to watch the third one. No, no, it's and they're like a fourth one too. No, not not with the Larusse plan. Not with not with Larusse. No, it's got um, Jennifer Garner. Uh, maybe the lady from our neck of the woods, proud West Virginian. Yeah. Anyways, the one I show. Anyway, yeah, I think Pratt Morita is in that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was in it. Because the only thing I can remember is the scene where she has her bra on. <laughs> That's all I remember because I've seen that movie a total of one time. And Pat Marina's like, oh, shit. But, uh, <laughs> but um, I showed Owen the – Aiden didn't really care to try to watch it, but I showed Owen the first two because I played part one for him, and then he had to watch part two. He loved both of them, which I loved both of them when I was a kid too. It wasn't until I got older that I realized part two's definitely weaker. Well, yeah. Yeah, I it's still good. It's just weaker. But he Never watched, die, man. And it was like the next day after we watched him, I saw the Cobra Kai trailer. I was like, "Oh, and check this out!" And he was like, "Oh, it's awesome!" And so he was able to get all the nostalgia and jokes and stuff. And this being ten, so that was kind of cool. All right. Well, that's it. Anything else you want to add? Uh, no. Good to go. All right. That's it. Goodbye.